Hi, it's Sunny. And this week on Cheery Conversations, we start out cheery. We start out goofy. I'm with my friend, Melissa Bernowski, and her and Scott have had quite a time getting their babies on the ground and healthy. They, like Sean and I, struggled and it wasn't an easy road. It never became an easy road all the way to their fourth of their five children. She talks about the ups, but mainly the downs that they've faced. But the fact that they have five children after being told she couldn't even have a baby, and then some of the struggle that she went through with two of the babies, as Sean and I did with our daughter, Savannah, and then miscarriages before that. We know this is going to touch and reach many women and men who've gone through the very same thing. Let's join now. Hi, welcome to Cheery Conversations. Casey is not here, and I feel a little like when the cat's away, the mice will play. So this is going to be fun. I feel like a news reporter and with my cards, my cue cards. It's so fun. So I'm here with my friend, Melissa, and Melissa Bernowski and Scott have been married for how many years? It'll be 10 in December. With five children. Yes. That's an average of a child every other year. That just in case you needed to know that. (laughs) And today on Juicy Conversations, oh, it's going to get fun. It's already been fun pre-show, meaning we're going to talk about... Uh, fallopian tubes or lack thereof, mm-hmm. multiple uteruses, which Got Keith, it. our producer, told us is a uteri. Yes. It's multiple it uteruses. Is. It really is. And lack of <laughs> teeth, broken teeth. You broke your tooth. <laughs> I mean, we really do have, yes, it's juicy. Yes, it's cheery. We do have a point. You you, and I have both gone through loss of, of our hopes for our kids. We lost a child. You had two kids that as babies, you went through a lot. But before we get into all that heavy stuff, and how God saw us through. Uh, you said right before we started, you broke your tooth the day before your wedding. Well, the night before the wedding. Yeah. That's convenient. Mm-hmm. Woke up in the morning and, yep, I still only had half of a tooth. Yeah, you're right. You thought it would grow back by morning. <laughs> I, you know, I was hopeful. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, I had a tooth, my front tooth. Something happened to the root. Like, it dissolved from, like, ranch, done, huh? ranch well water. Yeah. It just dissolved oh. up in my gums. And so the dentist took it out and said, well, you'll come back in a week and we'll give you a tooth. I had one front tooth. This was, like, three years ago for a week. I I was like, you got to put something in did, there. Yeah, what did what well, did you do? I think they did give me, like, a like a in, thing, implant, implant like a denture of, for oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. they, he's like, take it out to brush your teeth. So I would turn away from the sink and brush my teeth with my denture <laughs> off because I looked like, I mean, I was toothless. Well, and yes. that was bad on my pride. Okay, so we got past is, the teeth thing. Uterus, let's go into that because you yeah. not only have five kids now, so we kind of you know, well, you already know the, gave end, the, you know the end of that story. Yeah. Right. So yeah. well, when I was 21 years old, I was in college and, um, it was the start of my fourth year, my senior year, I was on the swimming and diving team and we went back and I was like, Oh, there's something wrong with my stomach. I don't know what's going on. I felt air bubbles and fluid. And I was like, I just don't know. And my coach gave me, um, uh, like a Maalox or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, here you go. And I was like, I don't know. I think it's the food down in the, this one kitchen area that I ate that I didn't normally eat. And I was like, oh, I think it was their food. Oh, this is just, oh my gosh. And it kept getting worse and worse. And I went in and they didn't know, they couldn't figure it out. And I went into exploratory surgery at seven in the morning the next day. And I woke up four hours later instead of two hours later. And it was an OB in the room instead of just a general surgeon. And he told me, so you had an extra uterus. So I took it out. And then you also don't have a fallopian tube on that side. 
And you're how old? You're in I was college. 21. Oh my gosh. I was 21 okay. years old. Yeah. And so, you know, at that point, I'm like, well, I'm only 21. It's probably not that big of a deal. And my parents are like, is she going to be able to have kids? Right. Like, what, what are we looking at long term for this? And so they were almost more upset about it than I was because mm-hmm. I think I didn't I didn't know the ramifications of something like that I just mm-hmm. thought well okay that's just the way I am then I I guess mm-hmm. but it, who would who would think of that yeah like, so then I you wondered know. if you'd have kids once Completely. you and Scott got married mm-hmm. yep and I have the same OB actually we just celebrated 18 years Whoa. I know I tell him every year I'm like it's another year you took my I uterus and I love yes. you <laughs> you're amazing I love you I have all my children because out. of you yeah yeah but even like I had problems before that PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome, I okay. have that. So half of a uterus now because they took the extra one out and only connected to the fallopian tube on that one side. Mm-hmm. And then when Scott and I got married and I went in and talked to them about fertility, I said, so nothing's happened in, you know, over a year. And they're like, okay, well, we can take a look. And did all the testing, all mm-hmm. that type of stuff, and found out that my only fallopian tube was blocked. Oh mm, my gosh. So I thought, okay, well maybe, you know, that's something that they can fix, right? Mm-hmm. So they unblocked it and we, we did go through fertility treatments because mm-hmm. then my body with the PCOS wasn't producing enough, the follicles large enough to drop his eggs. Okay. So that was the next portion of it that, I, that my body needed help with. Mm-hmm. And so it was quite the process mm-hmm. even to just get to that point. Yeah. You heard the five kids thing, but it took a while to even get to one. Yeah. And we met, tell the story about, we met when you were just newly pregnant with your first, with Tristan. So Scott and I had similar backgrounds. We're both Christian or we were both Christian and raised in the Christian faith, but he was a different denomination than I was. Mm -hmm. So when we came together, we had talked about, you know, how do we want to raise a family or not knowing if we could have kids or not, mm-hmm. how do we want to proceed? But we want, we know we want this in our life yeah. and we know we want to come together on it and have an agreement. And one of our friends invited us to go to Life Church and we said, okay, that sounds good. And we were there and it was announced on that Sunday that some new pastors were going to be coming into town the very next weekend. And Which was us. That was you yep. and Sean and the kids. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So we've been, you know, at Life Church since. You guys started. Yeah, seven and a half, seven and three quarters years. Yes. Uh, and I remember meeting you. <laughs> and so then you found out you were pregnant and then you were, you carried Tristan like on one side of your body. Yeah. So the baby actually was head up and butt down and it was like a sash. Like if you're wearing a sash, yes. that's where you can imagine she the baby like was. She it had was that. sideways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> then you went in and you had him six weeks early, probably because of... The complication just of your right uterus. of yeah. the small uterus, yeah. and that's what my my OB had said. You know, the largest risk factor for you is preterm labor. Right. So we'll just keep an eye on you. And I went in having um, some issues, and they stopped my contractions, and I was about ready to go home. They were mm. like, "You can go home today." I was only there for two days, and I said, "Can I, I just tire? Can I just take a little nap?" Mm. They said, "Sure." And I woke up because my water broke. Such a God thing. Well, I'm so Such glad I was at the thing. hospital. Yeah, you you thought of, yeah. I did. I was yeah. so glad I was yeah. at the hospital already mm-hmm. and had Tristan six weeks early. Right. I remember meeting you. You guys were for sure stressed because mm-hmm. it'd been like, and a lot of people, a lot of our viewers and listeners can relate that yeah. not everybody just like gets married, gets pregnant, has baby, just it always, it just yeah. works. There's so many not. miscarriage stories mm-hmm. and preterm 
you know, just mm-hmm. labor stories and, and uh, struggles like yes. that. But so you guys are now like, this is yet another. And it does feel like it mounts up, right? Like we're climbing an uphill battle. And so then you have Tristan and he's early. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you were like, is he going to be okay? Yep. Which yep, he was in the NICU for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And as a new mom and... You know, they're, they're telling me this is what you need to do and you can't go by people and you can't get your baby sick if you come and visit and you can't. And so I'm just sitting at home by myself, mm. not not working. I just had a C-section mm. and had needed some time off. And my husband was still working. He had just like he had a new job and didn't have time off yet mm. from his job. So he was going to work and then had to come and take me to visit. And it so was, you're lonely it was quite, and it's scary. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I definitely um, with him had. Um, what do they call that when postpartum postpartum thank you did you you. i did i got postpartum depression with tristan Mm. i did it was Mm. and you don't realize that right away yeah but that was a struggle as well Mm -hmm. you know you're so happy about this life that you brought into the world and when you have all those struggles and you should be so happy now you should be so happy and then you feel guilty about that Mm -hmm. uh so some of the people watching or listening knows know our story but some don't and so we Mm -hmm. had miscarriage uh then we had a baby uh born and they didn't diagnose her for seven days. They didn't know what she had. And it ended up, she had something called campomelic dysplasia. And uh, it was where she had all kinds of issues. She had uh, uh, limbs that were, that were looked like they had been broken in utero and then, then healed back shorter, crooked. Her heart was mouth like not shaped correctly and not and was struggling her heart or her lungs and her rib cage were more bell shaped so she was having a hard time breathing Breathing. so they're like if we go do you know she lived 18 days but they were like if we do heart surgery her lungs won't make it through the surgery and vice versa and so they came to us and said you need to pick a day you're going to take her off and that was after miscarriage preterm birth so it's like are we ever going to, so all of those fears, are we ever going to have a healthy baby? And we really didn't have infertility problems, but immediately I went to, we must be struggling. And it was like, that wasn't it, but I was just in that mode. And so we lost, we lost Savannah. And then we did get pregnant with Isaiah, which was just God, just, in fact, his name comes from just hearing from God, you're Mm going to have a son, which all of these pregnancy losses had been girls. Oh, wow. And, and okay. so I was like, that'd be a miracle because I've had three girls and I don't know, something yes. about that was yeah. like, I'll believe it's God okay. and it's going to happen mm-hmm. and he's going to survive when I find out it's a boy. Mm-hmm. And so when we found out it was a boy, we breathed a little um, Easier, bit of a relief. A bit. Yeah. yeah. And now we have Aubrey and so healthy. Um, and so I've, but I understand that like, it just, every single problem made it where the enemy could lie that you will never. Mm-hmm. So this let's, isn't going let, to happen. Exactly. You. So you had Tristan. He's healthy. He's wonderful. He's yes. your eldest now. Mm-hmm. And so cute. Which um, my uh, preterm birth, we named her Tristan. No way. I don't know if you knew that. I had no idea. Yeah, her name was Tristan. Aww. Yeah. Because we actually found okay. out. Girl saw two of the girls. So yeah. So then you have th- two other kids. Yes, so I, had a, kids. so I had Estella after yep. that, and she was great. She wanted to stay forever in next to mom. So there was no problems with <laughs> there that. There wasn't. Yeah. And then I had a Xavier, mm-hmm. and it was the same thing. So I had no issues with that. Mm-hmm. And then we get to Roman. Okay. So now we're <laughs> going to talk about Roman because there are people that they have been in the hospital with their baby. Mm-hmm. So some people, I mean, they lose them at birth, they miscarry. It happens in the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You have Roman fully at 
at full term. Well, or how can I back up just a little yeah, bit? Yeah. So with Xavier, I actually, and I don't know if I told you this, but with Xavier, I was in ultrasound and I'm high risk because of right. my uterus. Yep. <laughs> and um, so all my pregnancies, I'm in quite a bit. Yeah. And when he was doing an ultrasound, my, the specialist was doing an ultrasound. And he says, okay, well, I see, I see a tumor. And I said, okay. And I said, I think I can see it. And he's like, mm-hmm, it's a good size. You, you can see it on the ultrasound. And I said, okay. And so for the pregnancy with Xavier, I was going, okay, so there's a tumor there. We can't do anything about it at this point because it's on my cervix. Mm. And my OB had said, you know what? When we go in to get Xavier, if the tumor is connected to your cervix, I'm going to have to take some of your cervix out. Mm. And I said, okay. And he said, hopefully it's just on this little arm thing and it's just floating around and I can just snip it off and we will be good. And I prayed so hard, Sunny, Mm. that, you know, at first it was let it be, let it have an arm, let it have an arm, let it have an arm Mm. because I had wanted a larger family than three children. Mm. But then I started praying, you know what? Why don't you do what you see fit? Mm. If you want me to have more children, God, if you want that, take care of it how you see fit. Mm. So good. And I went in for the scheduled C-section and my OB delivered Xavier, healthy, chunky baby boy. He was my Mm -hmm. biggest boy by two pounds, like my biggest child by two pounds. (laughs) He was huge for me. (laughs) And, um, and I, you know, can feel my OB like digging around in there. And he's like, okay, I'm going for Boomer. I called him Boomer, my tumor. Oh gosh. <laughs> we told you this would be funny. <laughs> Boomer, my tumor. Yes. So my OB says, Melissa, I'm going in for Boomer. And I was like, okay. And I'm laying there and laying there. And I like in my head, I was like, how long is this going to, holy yeah. cow, this is taking forever. And he finally goes, Melissa. I said, yes. He goes, I can't find Boomer anywhere. Jesus, that's so cool. And I said, no way. And he goes, Mm. I'm telling you, I can't find him. Mm. And I just laid there and I just, Uh, I just cried. I was like, you took, you took a tumor away. You exceeded my prayers, my, my, what I had asked you for. You went above and beyond. Yeah. Well, you, I love that you say, you said, however you see fit Mm -hmm. rather than specific. Although there's times you pray specific. And I started that way. I did. Yeah. And sometimes that's great. Pray Mm -hmm. specific. And then he, he surprises us. I did. Cause I was like, well, maybe Mm. I'm not supposed to. So good. I don't know the rest of my story. I don't know it. So So, I did want to talk about Roman, Roman. like a bulk of this. However, now that you said, can we back up? I have to say this because I forgot. So Isaiah, great pregnancy for us. Mm -hmm. Have Isaiah. Aubrey, pregnancy's going along, but I'm high risk now. Yes. yes, People can relate. You get constant ultrasounds. Mm -hmm. And the doctor said, and and it had been going well and Isaiah's pregnancy went well. So I went to this appointment. Sean was on the road traveling and speaking. And so I'm like, you don't have to go to all these ultrasounds every week. So he wasn't there. He didn't go. And I get there and she's checking and she's like, you have a lot of fluid. Well, mm-hmm. we knew, you know, mm-hmm. when you have extra fluid, that means there's something wrong something with the baby. Mm-hmm. And so that's what had happened with Savannah. At one point, they had drained two gallon jugs of amniotic fluid from my belly with when I had Savannah. Yeah. Just drained just it. T- Disgusting. Just, t- just, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you feel like you can breathe deflate. again. Yeah, <laughs> deflate. So I knew what that meant. And they said, you have extra fluid. And they sent me to, they were sending me to the hospital the next week or day for a level two ultrasound to check what's wrong with the baby. Yeah. 
So I go home and I'm like, I don't think Sean can handle this because he was holding his breath the whole pregnancy with Isaiah. Yeah, guys are trying to be strong. They are, but but they're carrying it, right? And they, you know, they care so much for their. I don't. I know Sean for you and Scott for me that they're almost more worried about our health, right? Then yes, agreed. And it's kind of this silent struggle Mm -hmm. that men deal with. And and I so I hate that for men. And I know Sean's reached out to guys who've gone through this. Cause he gets it yes. on a new level. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I, I waited to tell him, but I did tell him and literally I could see in his eyes, he just shut down. It was like, I can't cope with this. And I felt like God say, don't go to the ultrasound, which is crazy. Believe the report. No, I didn't feel him say this. I just felt him say, just don't go right now. And I was like, okay. Wait, what? And, and, yeah. and it was more like, you need to, you just need to get more faith. You need to have more time. So I put off the ultrasound and I took a week and I kept hearing, I'm not going to believe the report of the doctor. I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. And I'm like, well, what's the report well, of the Lord? Well, that? obviously yeah. it's good. So mm-hmm. I'll take that. Okay. And I just kept saying that, that and yes. I kept getting more calm. I went in a week later after when I should have, and I never said a word. I just determined because the girl was like, your file doesn't, what am I doing? I said, I guess you're just looking. She goes, I guess I'm supposed to look. And I said, yeah. So she looked and she's like, I'm not really sure. Everything's measuring good. Fine. What would you what know why they doing? sent you? in? I said, I don't, I don't know why I'm here. And I walked out. And there was nothing, that was it. but, but it was like, so I get wow. what you're saying. Okay. Now on to Roman, wow. cause this is where, okay. So, it gets so after Xavier, then I thought, okay, we, we should have another child. That's, that was my sign, right? Mm-hmm. I talked to God. That was my sign that we should have another child. And we had a miscarriage okay. after, um, Xavier and right away after that, the very next month, which when you have half a uterus and you're only connected on one side, usually ovulation. I know we're getting into it. Usually (laughs) ovulation happens like every other month. Okay. And so I thought, okay, well now my body's got to finish its job. Mm -hmm. And no, I got pregnant with Roman right away, right away after that. And it was crazy. Of course we were going on a trip too. (laughs) And I was like, oh no. Oh yeah. So pregnant with Roman, go into our, one of our probably second, third, first trimester screen for sure. And the specialist says, there are some measurements off. Okay, what does that mean? Well, we should do some extended testing, but usually this this particular measurement means there's gonna be a, something with the heart. Okay, going, you know, then you gotta wait. You gotta wait for the test results. They call you, yes, things are still off, you know, and you're praying and you're praying mm-hmm. and you're praying and you're praying. And um, then it was the next time, he didn't say anything about the heart. And I thought, oh, that's great. Maybe the heart is fine. But then it was something else. Mm. And I thought, okay, I don't know. Well, little did I know. You can't see the heart at that point oh. <laughs> in the ultrasound. So mm. he didn't really know because he couldn't see it. Mm. And just every time we went in, and I had to go in twice a week. So every time I went in, it was bad news. Mm-hmm. And I got home and I would just be so defeated. Mm-hmm. And my husband would say, Scott would say, what was it this time? And I would just I'd say, okay, this was bad. This, this this is newly bad. This is newly That's bad. how it was with Savannah. We'd trade out one, the lungs look better, now the liver, the leg else. is wrong. Yeah. And it was the same. It was measurements, arm and leg measurements mm-hmm. were off. And so are we looking at, you know, this type of birth defect and, and heart is off. So are we looking at this birth, this heart defect and spine is off. So are we looking mm-hmm. at, and it was so many things. And then your brain goes in a million yes. different directions yes. and you start, you know, you visit your friend Google. and Which is worse. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> you start looking up all these things and, 
and it just becomes really overwhelming mm-hmm. with all the stuff. And like you said, you had fluid mm-hmm. drawn out. I went in, was it four times to have fluid drawn mm-hmm. out? And they were big jugs, like four big jugs each time like this. Incredible. So something was wrong. They found a, a webbing in his intestine and maybe it was that or maybe it was something else. Or And it just, the list kept getting longer and longer mm-hmm. and longer. So I was scheduled to have him down at Children's in Milwaukee mm-hmm. instead of up here with my OB. And... I didn't make it that far. As you can imagine, when you've got that much fluid and you're blowing up and deflating, Mm -hmm. and there's always risks when they do that because Mm -hmm. they're sticking a big, long needle in your stomach. Yeah. And they could pop that balloon Mm -hmm. that is protecting your baby. So uh, I did. I went into labor and had him in Green Bay, which I was happy to have him with my OB because he helped me so much with my other babies. Um, But then we found out the, you know, started to find out the extent of Roman's issues Mm -hmm. right after he was born Mm -hmm. and it was the worst ever nothing went as planned not one thing all my c-sections i was awake for him i had to be knocked out Mm -hmm. my spinal didn't work i just i went into labor before i was supposed you know Mm -hmm. before i was scheduled and just everything was awful and bad and horrible Mm -hmm. and um scott had to go down with roman to children's and i had to stay in green bay so i got to touch him for a little bit right after I woke up after he was born, but they, they needed to get him down mm-hmm. to children so he could have some surgeries right away the next mm-hmm. day. Did he have a diagnosis? They had warned us, warned us, I don't know if warned is a good word, but they had mentioned that he might have something called vectoral association, which it's not a syndrome because they haven't found any genetic components to it yet. Okay. It's all things that, that happen at the same point in pregnancy. Mm. So um, the V is vertebrae. A is um, anal atresia or stenosis. C is cardiac. TE is a tracheoesophageal fistula. So your esophagus stops or connects somewhere else, and then your stomach comes up and connects somewhere else. Mm. He ha- so he has that. And um, R is renal, L is limbs. So you can have, when you have Vactoral, you can have usually three or more of them, but not every Vactoral kid is the same. So mm. that's difficult too, because yeah. there's not one kid that has the same thing as another kid. Mm-hmm. And then there's outlying things that can happen too, which Roman has many mm. of those as well. Mm-hmm. So it was many, many things. How long were you in Children's in Milwaukee? So we were there for sure for the first six and a half months of his life. And it was me and my oldest three children. So at the time... Xavier was a year and a half, and Stella was um, two and a, almost three, and then Tristan was four. Mm-hmm. And we're living down at the Ronald McDonald House yeah. in Milwaukee, right across from the hospital, so we could go see him every single day. Your faith amazed me. I came and saw you one time, mm-hmm. and I, thank you. By yeah, the way. well, thank and you. I just I bring that up only because I walked into the room, and you were like talking to the lady who had her son and children's Mm -hmm. and you're like, Sonny, and you're talking all about her. You've ministered to her. You're talking about God. You can tell that she's just like so grateful that you've met her and that you're giving her Jesus every day and encouraging her. You're walking through the lobby and you're like this ray of sunshine. And I'm like, this is a girl who is not letting this get her down. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I was, I was seriously watching you going, Okay, I've lived in the Ronald McDonald house, mm-hmm. but it was only 14 days. I've watched, seen a, my baby with all these tubes where you know you can see him wincing in pain. Yeah. But I knew she went to heaven and she was out of suffering mm-hmm. and and my life went back to normal. You're six and a half months in and you were there is no doubt that because you started with Jesus, you didn't 
like wait to try to find him in that moment. You no. had yeah. pressed into Jesus ahead of time Before and prepared. We, we somewhat goodness. knew. I mean, we didn't know the extent. We didn't know we'd be living down there. We didn't yeah. know all that. We were hoping and praying, obviously, that he would come out and things would be healed and mm-hmm. he wouldn't have the issues that he could have had. Yeah. And that's that's just not his story. Mm-hmm. So. And it was touch and go. You didn't know if he'd survive from day to day. He didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember right. when I was Surges. there, you weren't saying he might not make it, but I mean, I walked it. I didn't have to ask. Mm-hmm. I was like, these are the kind of things that a baby doesn't live through. Right. And now he's home. He is. He's how old? He's going to be three in November. And he... <laughs> you know, so throws tantrums like a two-year-old mm. and <laughs> wants to have his way. But he's the sweetest. Mm. He is the sweetest little boy. And he's still doing things that they don't. They are saying that he shouldn't be doing. I mean, he had a procedure last year and the, the ENT, your nose throat doctor, said, okay, well, I couldn't get anything through, so I don't think there's air getting through, so I think you can feed him food in his mouth because he eats through a G-tube in his stomach mm. and not through his mouth. And so... I said, um, okay, well, if there isn't anything getting through, including air, how is he talking? And she looked at me and she goes, um, I don't know. Like my, do- like this brilliant doctor who sees kids like this all day yeah. long. She's like, I-, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how he, he shouldn't be talking. Wow. And I thought, okay then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And Roman, that was like, we wanted a nice strong name. I'm sure you that went through is- that same type of mm-hmm. thing, right? Like. We got to pick the good, the right name yeah. and Roman and, you know, in mm-hmm. the book of Romans. And mm-hmm. I see verses through the book of Romans all the time. Wow. All the time. So amazing. It'll pop up and I'm like, wait, that, that's, that's Roman. Roman. Yeah. yeah. Isaiah is named mm-hmm. after the book of Isaiah and James, the book of James. And so, yeah, there's a special little place. Yes. And you know what? I'd much rather hold on to scripture in the Bible than a cross necklace or a st- statue of something. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have the words of Jesus. Just remind me, remember, he is an answer to prayer. Aubrey is an answer to prayer. That's right. Your kids. And we're going to, we're going to wrap it up with this. (laughs) You now have a fifth child after Roman. So a lot of people would go, I don't know if we risk it. You mean, including my husband who (laughs) (laughs) who was like, are you nuts? What is he was like, what the heck? No, he's like, we have a Roman. That is enough. Cause we have, I mean, we have nursing care and he is, he's like, one takes the rest of the children and the other one helps Roman. Mm. That's how it, mm-hmm. that's, that's how, how it you is. divide and conquer. That, yeah. Yeah. And, um, we have nursing care. So that's really, we love, we love our nurses mm. and it's super helpful, mm-hmm. um, and taking care of all the children. But yes, I said, you know what? Our life has changed so much since having Roman. I mean, I own a business yeah. and I was running that and having the kids. And, and you sold it all. And you know what? God was like, we, I don't want you to do this stuff anymore. I want you to be at home with your children mm. and be present and, this is how I'm, this is how I'm going to show you mm-hmm. that this is the right path for you. And so I went, okay, all right. And embraced it. And I said to Scott, I said, you know what? I'm going to pray on it. Cause I know you don't want another one, but I want to pray on it because I don't want Roman to be left behind. I want somebody to help lift him up mm-hmm. too. And now I'm home. Yeah. I'm home with the kids. I can do this. Yes. I can do it. Yeah. And I, so I said, don't, don't ask me for a while. I'll, let me pray on it. Then that he shouldn't have asked me again, because the next time he asked me, he goes, so have you been praying? And I said, yes. And he said, and what did you come up with? I said, we have to have another child. <laughs> it's not going away. 
awesome. <laughs> so, I thought you were going to say, you said, I'm pregnant, but you were nice. You were no, a good wife nice. and you said, I waited. we'll do this together yes. and decide on that. Yeah. So you have a little girl. What do we do? Yeah. Little Monroe and she's a little sassafras and just perfect, you know. Mm. <laughs> and I, I, I saw that. I mean, you've amazed me along the way and I've walked this road and I'm like, oh, I'm strong. Look at me. We got through it. And Sean and I were like, oh my gosh. Isaiah, do we just stop? Because yeah. because you almost are like it's rolling the dice, mm, and then Aubrey Sean's like, oh no, we I I stressed the whole pregnancy. Had, yeah, <laughs> like okay, we got it. We got another healthy one. Let's just draw the line there. Right. And Scott did say that to me. Mm-hmm. He said, "What if we have another Roman, Melissa?" Mm. And I said, "Then we were meant to have another Roman." Right. It's just this love that parents have that that I think Jesus gave you additional I saw it I saw it in your eyes I see it in Scott so you're so inspiring and you've inspired me and and pushed me and and don't cry because I'll cry we'll cry okay we'll wrap it up so we don't, we don't cry the whole time we're wrapping it up but thank you for being here yeah take some drink of water so Thanks for being with us for Cherry Conversations. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so for much for inviting me. Up. Oh my gosh. I'm so. I think this is going to encourage and it's going to let some people know, you know what? I'm good. Like I'm going to pray and I'm good to just not keep trying or not have more. And others are going to feel this peace on they're supposed to keep trying. And I think that what we have to leave you with is that that is different for everyone. It is different for, for every us, single person. We are like, yes, we were mm-hmm. supposed to stop trying after Aubrey. Mm-hmm. And for you, you were like, we're going to have more after Roman. And so whatever is right for you, that's a Jesus in you. It thing. is. I was going to say that's between yes. you and, and God and yeah. you and Jesus. And that's who you need to talk to about that. Yeah. So. Not the best girlfriend advice. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So thanks for being with us on Cherry Conversations. If you want to connect with me personally, or maybe you have an idea for an amazing guest like Melissa and and an amazing topic, you can go to SunnyHennessy.com and connect with me through there. Otherwise, we'll see you every week at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. on Wednesdays. Awesome. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cheery Conversations. You can be a part of the conversation. Leave us a one-minute voicemail at the link found in the show notes and send us your thoughts. You might hear your voice on a future episode. You can also connect with Sunny and her guests by going to SunnyHennessy.com. If this episode helped you in any way, please let us know and then share it with your friends, family, neighbors, and whoever. Word of mouth is the best way for people to find out about this podcast. It would also be really helpful if you leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening. See you next week.